Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, Puviet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. We have a terrific episode for today with a fantastic guest, professional beach volleyball player on the AVP Tour, Chrissy Jones, joins the show. Chrissy comes from a family of athletes and began playing beach volleyball at age 11. She grew up in Southern California but played her college volleyball at University of Washington in Seattle. She's been tremendously successful both on indoor and outdoor volleyball and has been extremely fortunate to travel the world playing the sport she loves. On today's episode, Chrissy reflects on what it was like growing up in a competitive and athletic family. She also reminisces about her collegiate years spent at UW. And finally, she shares with us some of her favorite travel stories and the locations that left the strongest mark on her emotionally. Really, really enjoyed the conversation with Chrissy. I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, beach volleyball players make spectacular interviews. They're always so intelligent and bright and charismatic. Uh, it's fascinating. Love chatting with volleyball players any chance we get. Thrilled for everyone to meet her. She's awesome. So let's go ahead and welcome on professional beach volleyball player on the AVP Tour, Chrissy Jones. And let's learn. I was really stoked to know that both your parents are collegiate athletes. So what was it like growing up in an athletic family? And then other than volleyball, what were some of the sports and activities you enjoyed? Yeah, it was definitely interesting growing up in a basketball family because, of course, you know, my parents wanted me to play. Um, I wanted my brothers to play as well. And my brothers both loved the sport. They played and fell in love with it. And I personally didn't. Wasn't a fan of the contact. And I wasn't a fan of just, you know, the feeling for me of like getting a, a bucket was sort of like, okay, cool. But like, you know, playing volleyball and getting to like block somebody or smash the ball in somebody's face, like that just kind of evoked more emotion in me. So um, I ended up going the volleyball route. But definitely awesome to have, you know, two parents who, and now my little brother as well, plays collegiate basketball. So it's kind of cool to have that in common between all of us. Um, and yeah, other sports that I played, I kind of did a bunch of random things. So I did basketball, volleyball, figure skating, swim. Um, I think that was, that was it. I did some dance in there too, but was pretty active as a kid until I kind of settled on volleyball at around age nine. Were there any drawbacks? Like I'm curious about maybe the added pressure or the fact that sometimes athletes like to be away from their parents. If So when your parents are all in, in kind of they're in your business, in your sport. So is there some drawbacks with that? Yeah. So actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I think for basketball, I didn't really like having my parents coaching okay. me also. And that's something for me that I was sort of like, you know, I don't want to go home and talk about that's, basketball. That's why I asked. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so that was kind of a drawback with that sport for sure. Um, kind of feeling like, you know, I want to do this to make my parents happy, but it's not something that I love. So yeah, yeah. that was kind of tough, but we got over it. And they have my brother who still plays. So <laughs> After a successful high school career in Southern California, in college, you chose to go up north, go to Washington. So looking back at your time at the University of Washington, what were some of your favorite memories of being in Seattle? Yeah, so I really loved the city of Seattle just because, A, it was so different than where I grew up in Southern California. I'm not a big rain person, but, you know, the city has so much to offer in terms of great food. Um, you know, beautiful sights. There's kind of something for everybody, especially at Washington, because you're so close to, you know, hikes, you know, up in the mountains, which is beautiful, and then close to the lake. So if you're kind of a water person, you can go out and take a boat, you can paddleboard, whatever the case may be. So there's kind of something for everybody. And summers there are just 
beautiful. They're amazing. The only downside is there's not a lot of air conditioning in any of the homes. So when it is hot, uh, that's kind of a bummer. But yeah, I just loved that Seattle, you know, had something for everybody. It was super unique, lots of different cultures kind of all coming together. So I loved that about it. What elements of the Pacific Northwest do you still carry with you every day? Hmm. I think being grateful for the environment. So, you know, in Seattle, they have a really big initiatives around compost, recycling, you know, taking care of the environment, pick up after yourself, you know, try to be more sustainable and, you know, all of your practices, you know, whether it be um, trying to eliminate some of your waste or whether it be trying to take your bike to work instead of, you know, your car. And so trying to be mindful of those things. I've definitely taken that into my life back in Southern California. Awesome. Awesome. I love that answer. I'm curious on the mental and emotional aspects of the last turbulent year. How do you handle just the ups and the downs that came with things being canceled and not knowing the future and just the the endless uncertainty that you're faced with? Yeah, for me personally, it was, you know, I was fortunate enough, my sport, we did still have like a mini three week season. So that kind of gave me something to look forward to. Um, But, you know, with me expecting a bigger season or, you know, thinking with that sort of mindset going into the year, um, it was definitely a letdown. But for me, I thought of it as, you know, here's a time for me to grow a lot as a player. Um, And for me, that was, I had my rookie season. And then last year was supposed to be my second full season. But, you know, being a young player, I was like, well, let me use this extra time to perfect my craft. You know, I don't have the pressure of like, I have to learn this skill before my next match in a month. You know, I have to have this down. It was like, you know, I have a lot of time to get better at some things. So it was kind of more of an opportunity of shifting my mindset from like that competitor, like when's my next opportunity to compete to like back to that sort of like, let's learn, let's get back to the basics, which, you know, we definitely all need to be reminded to slow down a little bit. So um, it was actually kind of nice for me and definitely a good little, little reset. Was there emotional struggles with the lack of identity of here you are the year before your rookie, you're all excited to start your professional career mm-hmm. and then you're not playing. So it's almost like, who am I? Yeah, you know, not necessarily for me. I think one thing that I've really learned throughout my college career um, was sort of how to find an identity out of just being an athlete, which is really hard. Um, And for me, in 2020, I actually got married, which was awesome. And I'm really strong in my faith as well. So, you know, I keep my identity in my faith. And then I also had, you know, my wedding and not that I was able to have a big wedding, but you know, my new marriage and my husband and all that. So I had other things to focus on, which was great. And so it was sort of like, you know, for me, I've played volleyball since I was nine and I'm 24 now. So I was 23 then. So for all those years, I've played volleyball pretty much nonstop beach volleyball in the summer and our volleyball every other, you know, season. So um, it was almost kind of nice to have a bit of a break and kind of actually help prevent a little bit of burnout. So, um, Yeah, I think I was pretty good on the identity piece, but definitely still itching a little bit for some competition. Gosh, I admire that answer so much. And I love that volleyball is what you do. It's not completely who you are. You mentioned it being a little bit of a a relaxation mentally. How about physically? Because a lot of athletes I've chatted with said this is the first time off that they had ever, maybe ever in their lives. So physically, they got to just recuperate and just relax. And it was nice to not have to be putting your body through the rigors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. For me, I was able to on a private court train actually for most of the pandemic. So I didn't get as much rest as I would have liked. But in terms of, you know, competitions, those are probably the hardest times of year because you're playing back to back. It's really hot. You know, your first game's at 8am, your last game maybe at 3 or 4pm. So you're at the beach all day in the sun kind of off and on. So it was nice to not have those. But um, physically, I was still kind of getting after it a little bit. Um, 
So I didn't really get as much of a rest, but it was nice to kind of have a break from a ton of competition and a ton of travel. That was huge because travel takes, as much as I love traveling, it it does take more of a toll on your body, especially if you're traveling internationally. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was kind of nice to have a bit of a break there. You've traveled the world through playing volleyball, both indoors and outdoors. So when you look back on your career thus far, which locations stand out for you emotionally as a competitor, Mm -hmm. but also as a tourist? Good question. So I am a huge foodie. So like, I have a question for that coming up because I knew you were. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. But the places that I would say, you know, if I'm thinking competition wise, um, I really enjoyed traveling to um, in high school. I went to Portugal, Mm. um, which was really cool. It was awesome. They had a great crowd for beach volleyball and it was actually like raining and like pretty crummy weather, but they still had a pretty good turnout of people. So it was really fun to kind of play there. And that was my first international travel tournament that I'd gone to play volleyball. So that was pretty uh, beach volleyball. So it was pretty exciting to kind of do that and have it be my first trip. So, yeah. People are always in love with the aspect of being on the beach and you're out in the elements, but sometimes the elements can be extreme. So have you encountered right. some of that? I know I talked to one beach volleyball player where there was snow happening during, yeah. during an event. And then the second part of that question, how about the court itself? Have you encountered some strange ones around the world? Some strange courts, absolutely. Um, and, you know, that's kind of the beauty of it too is, okay. you know, there, when you go somewhere, you never want to – come from the mindset of like, I'm an American. This is what I'm used to. I'm only open to this way of play or our way of play is the best. Like never want to have that mindset. Um, so it's cool to kind of go and just embrace and, you know, see different cultures and different areas. But yeah, when I traveled to Cambodia last year before the pandemic actually broke out, it was early February. So it was kind of like things were sort of going on, but we were able to go and compete. Um, but what was cool about it was, you know, the, the court was set up like the first day we got there just to kind of see the venue. It wasn't completely set up yet, but it was just in this huge, like lot, like it was just grass and dirt. And we were kind of like, okay, like, we don't know how they're going to make this into, <laughs> into courts, but, uh, and there were, you know, there were centipedes out there and just all mm-hmm. kinds of different little critters. And so it was kind of interesting, but it was cool that they were able to like bring it to life. And it was awesome to get to play there. And, um, you know, with, with beach volleyball too, it's, it's interesting because obviously every beach has its own sand, which really matters because, you know, it can, sand can be deep, which means you'll jump a little bit, you know, lower than normal or the sand can be, you know, really shallow. So it's springy. You can jump really high and you're kind of flying all over the place. So it's interesting to kind of experience the different textures of the sand and, you know, things like that. So it's cool. Wow. Fascinating, fascinating answer. And now I'll give you the opportunity to talk about the food on your travels. So Food and drink, what have been the ones that have stood out for you emotionally? The ones that you still wake up and you're like, man, I am still thinking about this. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'd probably say the best thing was we went to Slovenia um, with the University of Washington. We traveled there Mm -hmm. and we went to this. We were, I don't even, I couldn't tell you where we were. We were, you know, just driving through like mountains and we didn't really know where we were at. We pull up to this little hole in the wall, like restaurant and it had this like, you know, those like doors that you see in like medieval times, it was something like that. And we walked in and it was like dimly lit and they brought out all different kinds of like sausages and pastas and bread. Gotta love the bread. (laughs) Um, And it was some of the best food I'd ever, I'd ever eaten. It was so good and it tasted so like home cooked and it was in a restaurant, but it was absolutely delicious. Just wonderful cuts of meat, just beautiful. And then also too, I mean, having pizza in, um, in Venice is pretty epic as well. I love pizza. So you know, we would stop every couple hours. All right, you hungry? Yep, let's look at a slice of pizza. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so I love that. But my big thing with food, it's kind of one of the things that I really like to do. It sounds really crazy. And when I tell people, they're kind of like, okay. 
But I believe that wherever you go, you need to find a McDonald's. Like that is just, okay. Okay. that is what I think. And the reason being is because every McDonald's that you go to in a different country is so different. Yes, they are. I like this. Okay, keep going. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So like I went to, we were in um, Lake Como and I went to um, a McDonald's and it was great. It was wonderful. And I was like, okay, maybe this is just like this specific McDonald's. And maybe I need to like, maybe I'm just lucky. But then we went to Austria and we were in Graz, Austria and <laughs> there was a McDonald's there and they had like curly fries. They had like Nutella cheesecake yeah. and all these, like all these different flavors of shakes. And I was like, our McDonald's is in America <laughs> is selling us short because they have all these delicious treats and different kinds of coffee and fries and chicken sandwiches and all the things you can think of. And, you know, McDonald's is of course, maybe not the highest quality of food, but it's one of those things again, where it's really cool to kind of compare the cultural differences in each, um, you know, in each place. So. Yeah, gosh, I love that you do that because I'm fascinated by it as well. And and part of the mystery for me is just looking at the menu. I just love the menus that are different. Right. How they, they how they describe things or how they name things. I mean, Egypt right. when different types of food. And I know in Japan they they'll put chocolate on the French fries. So it's yeah. it's it's incredible stuff. It's amazing. Your eyes lit up when we started talking about food. So I gotta ask you one more. Best yeah. food best food city in the Pac twelve is what? Ooh, best food city in the Pac-12. And we'll exclude Seattle. And you know what? We're going to exclude LA too because you grew up. Okay. That's funny because my first thought was Seattle and my second thought was LA. <laughs> so I'm going to have to think about it a little bit. Um, I really liked the food. Where did we go? Um, the food in, hmm. Oh, okay. So like U of A, they have a really good strip of uh, their, I don't know if it's like their main street or it's like a big street down there um, where we used to stay and it's some pretty good food. I think we had some burgers down there. I don't remember the place where, but I think we would always get excited because there were so many options because you know, when you have 17 girls trying to eat and we have per diem and it's like, okay, like yeah, yeah. five people are going to go over there. Three people are going to go over there because we're all so picky, but there were kind of options for everybody. So yeah, I'd probably pick there. What do you feel is the biggest lesson you've You've had an amazing year with getting married and your volleyball career. Mm-hmm. What do you feel is the biggest lesson you've learned from the last 12 months? Yeah, I think the biggest lesson, and I've heard this from a coach kind of, you know, at Washington, but it didn't really stick the way that it stuck for me this past year. And that phrase is, um, let your journey be your joy. And the reason why I love that is because, you know, the journey of last year was something I could have never predicted. Um, you know, being in a pandemic, getting married, having my season shut down, having to finish a master's degree in the middle of a pandemic, just so many different things that were kind of going on. Um, and so with, you know, let your journey be your joy is sort of like whatever life throws at you, you know, how do you find the joy in that? How do you, you know, wake up every day with a smile on your face and find ways to be grateful, um, you know, throughout all of the curveballs that life can throw at you. So that's kind of the biggest lesson I've learned is just to be grateful and to find the joy in whatever your situation is. I think it's a powerful statement when your journey be the joy, but I want to ask you then, how do you do that? How do you make sure you're waking up every day and being positive and enjoying the journey as opposed to the destination? Yeah, I think honestly, a lot of it for me personally was having like little um, like video diaries. So having little checkpoints where I can kind of check in with myself of like, hey, you know, right now I'm really bummed because, you know, my season just got cut short. 
I'm really sad. You know, I'm not working or I'm not playing the best right now or whatever the case may be. And then, you know, in a week's time, you're like, oh, I'm feeling great. I, I learned this new skill and my husband and I are planning this for, you know, our, our marriage and, you know, just all kinds of things. So having little moments to look back at to see how far you've grown throughout your adversity is really cool. And it's something that I, that I use to kind of help me stay on track and realize like, hey, maybe I'm feeling not so great today, but I'm better than where I was, you know, a month ago. Um, and then also, you know, taking the time every day or every couple days. Um, I think it's hard when people say every day you should check and, you know, see what you're grateful for every day. It's hard to develop habits that you do every single day. So for me, uh, I would try to do it at least once a week where I would just sit and think about what are all the things I'm grateful for? You know, what are some things that have gone well for me? What are things that I want to get better at? But like, where can I look at my life and say, hey, this is really cool. And I think in all of us, you know, we can find things that are great, even in the, the tough moments, whether it just be, I'm healthy. You know, there's so many people who are struggling, you know, with the pandemic or whatever the case may be. I'm healthy. I play volleyball, you know, just whatever you can find to kind of latch onto. And then also to a huge one for me, and I really can't stress this one enough, is not comparing yourself to other people. Because, you know, comparison is the thief of all joy. It's so easy to look at your situation and say, well, you know, yeah, I have this, but this person has X, Y, and Z. And that's what I want. I want that because then it's hard to focus on the things that you do have. So making sure that I wasn't comparing myself to other people and um, just kind of staying focused on the awesome things that I had going on. So yeah. Are your video diaries in place of journaling or is that in addition to? It, good question. So it's in place of journaling. I personally, I've tried journaling. My husband is super into it. He writes like everything, you know, mm -hmm. handwritten. But for me personally, my hands get tired. <laughs> and I, uh, I find that for me, it's easier to express myself verbally, um, as opposed to writing things down. I feel like I can get my ideas out quicker. Um, sometimes I feel like when I'm writing, I get a little bit too hung up on my diction and like, oh, is this a good word to use or like, you know, whatever the case may be. And so it's easier for me to just kind of verbally get things out. And I think it's kind of funny too to look back at and uh, I can also like see the emotion that I was feeling at the time, whether I'm, you know, crying because something bad happened or I'm elated because something good happened. So um, it's just kind of nice for me to be able to see the emotions that I'm going through as well. I think I can just listen to you answered questions all day. This has been so much fun. Very thoughtful. I love your answers. May I ask one thing that you are recently grateful for, appreciative for? Yeah, good question. There's so many things. Uh, I'm super grateful for my husband being back home. He actually just got back. It's been, this is his third week home, I believe, from a six month long deployment um, mm -hmm. overseas in Japan. So that's been, it's been amazing. It was really hard to be away from him for so long. He's in the Marine Corps. So, you know, being worried about him and his safety and then also just like not being around your husband and, um, you know, him being gone for a huge part. We got married in April and he left in November. So, um, you know, not spending a lot of our first year married together. So I'm really grateful that he is, um, back home and we're able to hang out again. So I'm very grateful for that. Love that. Well, like I mentioned to you earlier, volleyball players are some of my favorite guests because for whatever reason, you guys are all incredibly intelligent. And every volleyball player I've met is a reader and loves to read and always gives me great book recommendations, which is what I crave. Yeah. Do you have any book recommendations, things that, you've, that have stood out recently or that you enjoyed during the pandemic? Good question. So my husband actually recommended a book to me. He's a, the reader in the, in the relationship. Um, but he recommended a book to me called Man's Search for Meaning. Have you heard of it? Victor Frankl, one of the, my You've number read it? Oh, it's one of my top five. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I won't. Uh, <laughs> that would be my one recommendation. Did you read it? You read it though? 
Yeah. So, yeah. well, so he kind of gave me the synopsis and I was like, okay, you know, let me mm. kind of check it out. But I'm trying to think of another. No, no, no. I want to tell me, will you tell me kind of some of your thoughts and feelings from reading that? Because it's such a powerful book. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting because for me, when I think about the book, I think it just sort of talks about like, or I guess for me, the overall message would just be sort of like almost back to like, may your journey be your joy and sort of like the gratitude of things. Like for me, you know, thinking about all the things that he wrote about for me, I think I would just take that message from it again. So like focusing on like, first of all, like the freedoms in life and all of the amazing like opportunities, you know, that we have every day and being grateful for, you know, not being in a really tough situation. So that's kind of what I would take from it. Yeah, that book was very influential to me, just the ability to choose our reaction in right. the worst and worst of circumstances. During the last year, a little more free time than normal. So what was the entertainment that got you through? We already talked about books. Are the shows you watched or the, the movies yeah. or the music you listened to, what got you through entertainment-wise? Good question. So I like to keep my personal life super drama-free, but I love to keep my TV life very <laughs> I knew that drama-free. was going like that. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. yeah. So I love my husband and I both, but uh, I love to watch 90 Day Fiance. That's like up there. Love that show. And then also uh, Real Housewives. Love the Real Housewives. So those are probably my two big ones. Uh, Married at First Sight, another great one. Uh, lots of, of great drama. Um, so yeah, and then I guess like for I guess more like normal TV shows, probably uh, I love a good episode of like um, like Law and Order SVU. That's a good one. Or Criminal Minds, like kind of those crime shows. I'm big into that. So yeah. Day of a match, day of a game. What's the music to get you in the right mindset? Good question. So you know, I've actually been playing a lot with that because you know I found that I used to listen to like you know, really upbeat, like rap music. And it was sort of like making me too keyed up for games. Um, so I'd kind of, it would sort of feed into my nervous side because it was like, I was listening to this music and I was getting really like, my emotions were getting high and then I would come into the game and I'd be almost like, like too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, this is a little too much. So I've actually switched to just mostly uh, a little bit of rap here and there, but usually I try to go to like something that's a little bit more, not like mellow per se, but something like uh, Dua Lipa where it's like kind of poppy and it's like upbeat, but it's not like making me feel like I'm going to war right now <laughs> um, or country music. I love country music and that's always kind of helped me calm down a little bit. So if I'm nervous before a game, I'll play my favorite country song. I really like uh, Old Dominion if you've heard of them. So I'll put on some Old Dominion and kind of uh, jam out to that to sort of make me level, but sort of feel like, okay, I'm about to play a volleyball game. It's going to be fun. And I'm, you know, at a good level of um, activation. I'm not too activated. I'm not like sluggish and slow. So that kind of helps me to mellow out a little bit. What was the master's degree? Yeah. So I got my undergrad degree in um, psychology and then I went and got my master's degree in public policy. Very cool. Any plans to continue or is that it? You know, the thing about school, it's tough <laughs> because, you know, I sort of have a love hate relationship with course, it because, you know, I'm very grateful that I was able to receive an education, you know, from playing volleyball because it's not something I would have been able to afford on my own uh, or my parents would have been able to afford on my own. So I'm very grateful for my education. It's something that I love and I'm just so blessed to have. Um, but I think that might be it because, you know, for me, I love school, but it's so nice to not have homework. <laughs> so wonderful to not have to worry about that on top of everything else I've got going on. So I think, uh, I think I'm good, but I know my husband wants to go back and get his, his masters and stuff. So we'll let him do that and I'll support him. And then I think I'll be good. Perfect. Works for me. So what's next for you? What does the upcoming season look like with events and dates and what else do you have planned for 2021? 
Good question. So the first tournament that we kind of have on our radar, um, there's the domestic schedule's not out yet, but whenever that does come out, we'll be pretty much going to all of those. Um, but our first tournament that we're kind of planning on the schedule is actually in Leuven, Belgium. Mm. So that'll be exciting. It's somewhere yeah. I've never been before. So I'm excited about that. And then after that, it'll be a trip over to Bulgaria the next week um, in the city of Sofia. So those are kind of our first two tournaments that we've got going on. And those are mid-July. Very cool. Very cool. Wow. Those are two amazing countries that you get to visit. And I'm glad the season's back up. How can people stay up to date with your all your events and matches coming up? And how can they just stay up to date with your life as you love your journey along the way? Yeah, uh, my Instagram, I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge social media person, but I'm learning because that is part of being a professional athlete. So I am learning. Um, but Chrissy Jones 28 is my Instagram. So that's where you can kind of see what I've got going on in my regular life. Um, you can follow the ABP Beach Instagram. I'm on over there. Um, the Wilson Volleyball, like Wilson the brand volleyball. Yeah. Um, you can go over there and see what I'm up to as well. And they also post about like the domestic tour updates. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the places where you can uh, check me out and check out what's going on in the domestic volleyball world. Ah, you nailed this. This was fun. You were really, really charming and great. Really loved it. That was fantastic. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Best of luck. I hope we chat again, but thank you for today. Me too. Thanks so much. Thanks. Later. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Wasn't she great? Be sure to give her a follow on Instagram, Chrissy Jones 28. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from any given runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story, each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Adiento. Randall has become like, you know, New York's favorite son.